Hey, fellas, here's something. What you got? You boys know anything about The Witcher? Quite frankly, Pop. <laughs> you know, you ask me, Snap Crackle? When I think of Snap and Crackle, I'm going to follow that up with Pop. Yes. The, the Witcher is one of those things that, like, in my heart of hearts, I know that I would enjoy, but it's entirely too intimidating as, like, a, right. as a media franchise for me to, like... The same thing I had with, like, Metal Gear Solid, where eventually I was mm-hmm. like, I have to do that. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, yeah, exactly. You're like, okay, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to mm-hmm. sit down, and I'm going to, like, work my way through all of it, kind of, like, methodically. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like me with Dune or Discworld or any of these other, like, little reading projects that I have, you know, where I'm slowly reading... Uh, you know, all the major Daredevil storylines, just like hundreds and hundreds of issues of Daredevil. And I'm like, I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. And it's over a long period of time. Uh, but recently I wrapped up such a project on the Witcher. Oh, um, okay. So for anyone that has somehow, you know, not been privy to this in the last, let's say like eight years where this stuff really rose to prominence, um, the Witcher began uh, as, a, as a series of short stories written by a Polish author, and I'm going to butcher this. Uh, just like just like Geralt of Rivia is the butcher of Blaviken, I am the butcher of the Polish author's name, Andrzej Sapkowski. Started as a series of short stories in a literary magazine, quickly kind of became popular, and he wrote two short story collections and then five, like, novels that oh. followed in, like, one big, in what you traditionally think of as, like, a fantasy series, like, one long story told over five books. Um, so there's seven, and then he subsequently written, like, a book or two when uh, the books became very, very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the books were then... Uh, adapted into a series of video games. The video games are very popular in and of themselves. I love to tell the story that uh, when Barack Obama visited Poland, uh, the prime minister gave him a copy of The Witcher 2 on PC. Oh. Um, oh and, and he was like, oh, well, I uh, don't really know uh, what this is, but <laughs> it seems cool. Very funny clip. And uh, and then uh, and the, the video games are actually sequels to the books. I um, and then there is of no course idea a... about any of this. I've only known, because I'm a stupid person, <laughs> I've only known them as, like, video game. I had no idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there's a series of books that are then uh, sequelized in a video game setting, because I guess the only other option was kind of, like, retelling the books. Yeah. Uh, but I think they made a smart choice of sequelizing it if you're, like, changing mediums and, and things like that. And then, of course, there is also a very popular Netflix original series called... Yes. Uh, the Witcher. Uh, I am here to report on all of these mediums, all of them, baby. Oh. Um, I, I haven't read any of the comics, so if they're good <laughs> or bad, I don't. I just, I even I have limits. I'm sorry, I haven't read any of the Witcher comic books. Um, but uh, but yes, I, I uh, began this project. Like I think many people these days, I started with the video game franchise, and everyone said just start with the third one. And I said, yeah, sure, 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 sure. I'm starting with the first one, baby. Uh, And the first one is 
obtuse and impossible in a way that only Eastern European video games can be. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, all the characters right. have, like, it's just have these... Like, very punishing, very bleak. Yes. A video game that wants to show you that, like, life is pain, that existence right. should be punished. <laughs> and um, and all the character models have these cold, dead-eyed stares. It's like uh-huh. women with the most plunging necklines you've ever seen and just, everyone like, a has, cold, lifeless shark eyes. Yes, everyone looks everyone haunted looks with a thousand-yard stare. Everyone looks like they've seen the horrors of, say, the Balkan War. And um, <laughs> and uh, the first game, I can't really sit here and like recommend it as a thing to play. Uh, but there's so many like weird and interesting nuances in there um, that I think that uh, you go on so many like bizarre little quests that earnestly make no amount of sense. But like, it's a game that's like almost doesn't understand what a video game is or should be. <laughs> and so you, like, you. there's a scene where, like, there's it's a mandatory quest if you want to romance, like, the primary love interest of the game where you have to do, essentially, like, a dialogue puzzle with a little old lady who doesn't like men going upstairs to visit the ladies renting their rooms. And, like... You will, she will box you out, motherfuckers. She will get you like dead to rights. It's the most impossible, and it's randomized every time you try to do it. So like, oh there's my no God. like, there's no like cheat to get around it. Oh my gosh! Um, you have to charm one. this old lady. Absolutely, you have to charm this old lady. Uh, it's all that's also a video game where uh, there's you can have sex with a lot of people in the game, and you get a little collectible card. Oh my time. god! I, oh, see, we need we need to make those. Oh my uh, god! Like, we need to collect like, tra- like, uh, like like fucking like like fuck trading cards, so that yeah, where it's, it has it's like your likes, your like, dislikes, your stats. Uh, you know, like think- what elements you're strong and weak against? Uh, it sounds like a real, it sounds like a real thinking man's leisure suit, Larry. Exactly. It's <laughs> like it is to the point in The Witcher One where like that is essentially the primary mini game of the, of the game. Like that is like in Witcher Three, there is a card game that exists in the world that you can play like thousands and thousands of yeah, times. Yeah. In The Witcher, those. in The Witcher One, you are collecting a sex card. <laughs> um, completely optional, completely optional minigame. Uh, the Witcher 2 is essentially like the most Xbox 360 game you've ever fucking played in your entire life. Okay. Um, just like dark, gritty band running around. Um, and I would, God I would of just War like kind of gritty. Yeah, exactly. Very, very po-faced kind of like uh, uh, thing. The first game PC centric. The second game, they were like, we got to get this shit on Xbox. Yeah. The for, for, both for, like, of those for, games for the console you know, oafs. For the console oafs, like generally, like myself, I enjoy a PC game, but I will always prefer a controller in hand. Oh yeah, um, and uh, and those games are also not particularly good adaptations of the books. <laughs> I don't think they understand what was good about them. I don't think they understand the character relationships that are core to the books and are honestly like completely mystifying. Uh, if you have if you have read the books, you think. Because they're sequels, like, reading the books would make them make more sense. Uh, it's not true. <laughs> if you read all the books, you'll be like, now just what the fuck are they thinking here? Um, because, like, you know, the books are essentially, like, a love story between uh, the a witcher and a witch and a platonic love story between, like, a witcher and the ward that he has taken in to protect yeah. from, like, the forces of destiny. And the, the games 
don't mention either of those two characters for two <laughs> entire games. <laughs> like, oh, gotcha. Okay. Just doesn't come... It'd be like... It'd be like if you were playing, like, a Family Guy game, and, like, and you played two entire Family Guy games, and, like, Lois and Stewie just, like, don't come up at all for, like, it's okay. cool. Like, Marge and Bart just, like, aren't in this game, you know what I mean? Um, and But The Witcher 3 is, like, very acclaimed, won many awards, is an incredibly popular game to this day, is the reason why... Um, the Netflix series happened, uh, and if you buy the the copies of the book series that I own, all have like random art from the video game franchise on the front that is just oh, like okay. nothing to do with the concept of the book. It's just like video game promotional art. There's like there's one. You know how they do like you know how they completely change the publishing for like a fantasy book when it gets made into a movie or TV show. Like, right, you can buy a copy of iRobot the book with Will Smith on the front. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But like this is like there's a there's a Witcher book with a dragon cover on the front, but that's not the Witcher book with a dragon oh. in it. That <laughs> that book has a different video game art that does not have a dragon on it. It's just like they did not put an ounce they, of oh, They that's did not think about this at all. It's really okay. it's really good. It's very funny. That's like doing um, the promotional were... art for Lord of the Rings, but like golems on the first book. <laughs> Exactly, Justin. That is the perfect way to to describe and think about this. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you it's like if you bought you know a Simpsons DVD season one DVD set and they had like Mole Man on there and you're like Mole Man doesn't come around in this. Why did you put him on the cover? <laughs> yes. So, uh, but but Witcher Three is a won a, a ton of awards. Is a huge open kind of like beautiful RPG. With like, and the the main story is sort of whatever, but there's so many dense, interesting side quests that are full of like thorny moral situations, or or how one should truly handle like the ghouls of this village. The ghouls didn't do anything wrong, but the ghouls and people they can't exist in the same place. And like, how are you gonna find a solution? To this problem uh the witcher 3 is a game that i played uh two times in quarantine uh because it's a game about running around outside big <laughs> open outside spaces and Wide i couldn't go out there spaces i couldn't Wide i couldn't go outside spaces. but i could go to i could go to rivia i could i could go to to the far <laughs> you, off you lands of, of the witcher I could play. I could play card games in person. I could play Gwent, the collectible card game Gwent. that, ex- like, that exists within the universe of Witcher Three, and all the cards are characters from the game The Witcher. And it again never comes up. Like, okay, what is the internal logic of this? Why am I playing a card with myself on it? <laughs> like, See, okay, self insert. Okay, again, that's also something we should make real. Self insert Yu Gi Oh. Where you play the people you <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh, but it's me and my friends. Yeah. Instead of instead of Dark Magician Girl, it's, right. it's yeah, yeah. My... You, like you just do like my accountant. <laughs> yeah, it's my local thought. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> my local thought. Right. My blue eye, thought. you know, blue eyes, white Karen. <laughs> yes, exactly. But but no one needs me to tell them about uh, The Witcher Three, the video game. It's a very popular and acclaimed video game, and you can buy it on most major consoles. Um. But the 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 books proved to be the most interesting sort of part of this exploration because uh, there are 
uh, fucking seven of them, and a seven book oh. fantasy series, you know, is a is an undertaking. That's an investment. And I, I spent about a couple a couple years reading them, sort of on and off. You know what I mean? Like I'd read a Witcher book, I'd read a couple other books, and then it's like, all right, time to go back to the Strand. Let's get another one. Let's go it's back. It's Witcher time, baby. It's Witcher time, baby. Yeah, and so for anyone who who is not aware, the 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 titular Witcher is Geralt of Rivia, who is a, a monster hunter within the world. The monster hunters in this world are sort of mutated uh, to just give them like better sight, better reflexes, etc. And it, it it makes them sort of ostracized within society. They exist in this weird place where like obviously if you got a monster, you need a Witcher, but everyone's like, Ugh, these fucking guys, you know. There's so many there's so many Witchers on the path. Uh, the path is what it's called when you leave your little witcher monastery and go out in the world and hunt monsters. Um, uh, there's a lot of witchers who take advantage of people and don't actually do the monster hunting that they're supposed to do. And it gives witchers an incredibly, it gives them an incredibly bad name. And there's this rumor within the world that is demonstrably, demonstrably not true that witchers don't feel feelings. Obviously, they feel feelings like they the whole book is about like a man in love. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but it's but it's kind of a rumor that, you know, a gets started because these are kind of like mutants with big swords who are like walking around everywhere. But also like the witchers kind of ed- enhance this theory as well. Uh, as it, it's kind of like a big selling point for them, you know, these like unfeeling monster hunters, it's like a good look for them if everyone thinks they don't have feelings in this weird sort of way. And I just, I really like a fictional world that bothers to build out people in the world not understanding their own world. In right. the way that, like, in our life, people also don't understand the world that they live in and believe weird and strange things that are not true. And I like... That in that sense of world building that we're that we're really fleshing this out, mm-hmm. um, you know. And the the first book is a really good collection of short stories. It's very interesting, and the the the, the Netflix show adapts uh, pieces of all of this. Uh, the Netflix show really like takes it kind of in its own direction, which is ultimately for the best. I don't think religiously adapting these texts would make for a particularly good. TV show. Yeah. Um, they kind of take it and they do a little Xena and they do a little Game of Thrones. And I think those are the right spices to add if you're trying to turn this into like a television show. Although the best format for a Witcher television show would be like a Xena, a 22 episode syndicated like fighting guys <laughs> in rubber suits. Like I think I think it's better suited to that than like prestige every episode is 65 minutes uh-huh. you know netflix kind of yeah. kind of deal but we don't we don't make shows like xena anymore and we're we're all the worse for it to be yep. quite honest with you <laughs> uh, yeah we don't make any more x-files anymore and i think the witcher would be a good x-files he goes to a town there's a monster he's trying to figure out what monster it is anyway there's another book of short stories and then you know they make the transition to making these like long epic fantasy novels this is where the ward character comes in named siri and and like that that sort of uh shepherding begins and this this you know uh the the mutation process for witchers makes them sterile so Geralt cannot have children of his own okay. uh nor can his witch girlfriend because the process of like metamorphose there again sort of sterilizes you and so they sort of become the surrogate parents of this young child on the run from destiny and monsters and kingdoms and it's a really just like touching untraditional family tale now i will warn you the first witcher novel is 
bad. It sucks. <laughs> it's like he he Andre did not know how to transition from short stories to long form fiction. Uh, that is a that is a boring as hell book. But the books progress and he gets like really good really quick um there's this there's this sort of uh status quo that is reached like halfway through the series where Geralt is traveling with this like set of traveling companions and he has like a bard he has a sexy Italian vampire he has a woman raised by like the the elf nymphs of the woods um, he has, like, a knight who has betrayed the evil kingdom, used to be in pursuit of Ciri, is no longer, as they're all on this quest to, like, save her. And I just fell so in love with this traveling party. I fell so yeah. in love with this, like, group of people and the the moral instances that they encountered on their journeys and these little stories that they encountered. Because that's, like, the real... You know, there's these big overarching fantasy stories, but, like, the stuff that makes this really good are these, like, little incidents, these yeah. little episodic understandings, you know, uh, your traveling party encounters, like, someone who's gonna get burned at the stake, and it's like, you decide to intervene and try and figure out, like, where everybody stands, what happened, you know, this mm-hmm. these long series of events. And I just think the the series builds to such a, like wonderful emotional peak and i'm just really thinking i think about that last book that i read months and months ago all the time and like the feelings that i'm that i'm sitting with in that and the nice like resolution of that or the lack of resolution in some points i don't want to say too much about everything that happens in the books but like i sometimes as you know it's hard for you to get like even in reading all you know when i read dune I've read three Dune books and I find them interesting and they get more and more interesting as they go along, but I'm not emotionally wrapped up in them in the same way. Like if something happened to Aaliyah, I don't think I would ever be in like risk of tears. (laughs) Uh, But there's stuff that happens late in the, in the Witcher franchise that I don't know. I just, I, I think about it. If I'm, if I'm lying in bed and I'm not ready to like shut my eyes and fall asleep, sometimes my thoughts wander to that emotional state and uh i don't know it's beautiful i've been talking a lot <laughs> i guess that's no, the point of the show it's all it's it's and it's great uh i mean i'm i'm hey i'm just happy to hear about something that you enjoy but also uh it's great for me because uh it's been a thing where i've heard so much for so long about witcher 3 mm-hmm. and i hear that's like it's one of the best video games ever made and it's a thing where it's like I have that thing in me. I've got that dog in me. Uh, Or it's just like, where I was like, well, I'd have to, I can't just pick up Witcher 3. I have to pick, you have to play the other one. And knowing that uh, if I put on the first Witcher game, I would be behind because they're sequels. Like, like it freed up a lot of just like, oh, I could just like put on Witcher 3. Yes, you absolutely, (laughs) you absolutely could. I think because, um, the, the the Witcher 1 and 2 are bad prequels to Witcher 3. They don't set up any of the major emotional uh-huh. beats of The Witcher 3. If you were going to pick up The Witcher 3, I will just give you, like, a brief summary of things that you need to know, and you could be off on your way. Or tell uh, us which books we need to yeah, read. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, exactly. But also, uh, 
Kevin, your your uh, your something reminded me of one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life, okay. which is um, when the when Pope Francis uh, <laughs> met with um, some like people from 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 all over the world, and one of the people that he met with was Matt Pat, who runs the Game Theory YouTube it's channel. It's just a theory, and Matt Pat gave. <laughs> the fucking Pope, Pope, the leader of the Catholic Church, a copy of Undertale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you picture the Pope sitting there as like a skeleton in a hoodie, goes like, somewhat like a a leader of one country giving Barack Obama a copy of like The Witcher Two on PC. I'm like, I'm like, oh okay, cool. It's a, not excusing Matt Pat's actions. That's still actions of a deranged. That's still like deranged behavior. But uh, I was. Uh, thank you for reminding me of the funniest thing I've ever heard no, in my entire it's, life. I know it's very funny. It's one of the <laughs> those two instances are two of the funniest things I've ever thought about in my entire life. <laughs> um, and I I love thinking about them because that's very funny. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, anyway, The Witcher is something I've just come to to love. I'm almost kind of sad to be at the end of the adventure. You know, there's nothing, nothing really more. You know, I kind of fell off the Netflix series because, like, Henry Cavill's leaving. And uh, I think it's a good show, but uh, there's limited time on this earth. And I'm like, well, not interested once the Hemsworth child takes over. So, mm. uh, uh, the, the Hemsworth the... youth. But it's like it's not even like the main Hemsworth. It's like the bench warmer Hemsworth. It's the fucking it's the great value Hemsworth. Um, <laughs> Store so I'm not, brand I'm not, Hemsworth. A real RC Cola Hemsworth. Um, <laughs> so I'm just not. I'm just not. I I think I'm. I think I'm done. I think I'm good. I think I'm okay. Uh, but it. I don't know. It's a worthy world if someone cares to explore it. Yeah, check it out. Uh, I think I just might. Hey, he's got big sword, and he talks like this. Well, that's all I need to know. But he's not a cool. It's kind of Geralt is kind of the perfect character because he is both like a really richly drawn, dense, layered sort of person that you can really like sink your your readers' teeth into, and he is also like a thirteen year old's first D and D character. <laughs> Who's just like a cool badass man who kills monsters? Oh gosh! And I think, and I think that's beautiful. Because he's who is the monster and who is the man? I'm always asking this. Um, Who are the real monsters? Is it you know the the you know the the knoll outside the village or is it the people in the village? This is something you got to think about. These are the questions that uh, the Witcher will will make you ask. You go to The Witcher 3 and you're like, what do I do with this haunted horse? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this ghost horse? Do I let it go? Do I let it stay? I don't know. And I think there's something cool. I'm sorry. I will stop at a no, certain you're point. Good, you're but there's good. something cool throughout The Witcher franchise, particularly Witcher 3, the game, and some of the books that, like, they just leave a lot of dangling plot threads up to the imagination. And not in a way that feels sloppy, but in a way that makes you go, like, I wonder what did happen with that. Like, what, what what path did that take? You know, that monster that I set free. Gotcha. Not, so it's it's not like they were lazy and they forgot something, but it's just like they, they give you just enough of a... They a give trail. you enough that, like, you, the reader or the player, are supposed to sit there and, like, kind of think on it and kind of, like, chew on it and be like, hmm, that is interesting. Like, what is... And, you know, and it's not, it's not, a, it's not a world of easy 
moral choices. It's not like one of those, you know, a video game where you choose the blue choice or the red choice. Usually, yeah. like both are choices good are purple or a bad shadow. Exactly, Shadow the Hedgehog. Do you kill the president or do or do you uh, get all the Chaos Emeralds? Right? It's like it's one of those. It's both the choices are purple. And it's just like which purple choice sits with you better, um, and I and I I really like that, and I think that's I think that's much more interesting. I think that's much more powerful, yeah. And leaves a lot more room for role play oh. in a role playing game. Holy shit! Fascinating. Fascinating. They allow that. Anyway, Fascinating. that's The Witcher, Do and it's legal. That? Do they allow that? They allow that. They fly now. <laughs> They fly now? Oh, Kevin, I, I, I hate they to inform you. Now. They fly now. No! They fly now. No! The dead speak? Next you're going to tell me that the dead speak. The <laughs> dead speak! The dead speak! I forgot about the dead speak. Oh, next my God. You're gonna, next you're going to tell me that the Emperor Palpatine was a downloadable uh, event in the game Fortnite that directly set up the Rise of Skywalker. Next you're going to tell me that. <laughs> That would be crazy if you said that. That would be crazy if you said that. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Emperor Palpatine coming back was revealed in the video game Fortnite. (laughs) The Portable Uh... Knight. Now I know. Here's something. There was something. There was something. something.